Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what up, everyone? Welcome in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Wednesday. That's right. Yep, yep. T-Bob, good job. It is Wednesday. Um, and this is Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. We are back. Good schedule. We're back, boys. Here we are, second day in a row live. As always, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. If you're listening on, 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 you know, Apple, Spotify, podcasts, whatever, shout out, rate and review it. We love you. Uh, but if you ever want to come and hang out live with everybody and you want to come chat, you know, uh, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. So come on and head on over. I'm T Bob Bear, one of your hosts. Got my snaps merch on right now. Uh, hey. And I'm joined, as always, by uh, the beautiful and very elven-looking today, Aaron Murray. What's up, Aaron? What's happening, bro? Is it is it the point of years? Is it doing? Is it the point of years? Is it the jaw? Like what is? Is it's, it the it's hair? a combination of everything? It's a combination okay. of everything. Uh, probably the hair is the least part because you are a little well manicured for like a Tolkien elf, but the 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 still frame from when we left our last show it always like saves whatever your last look was and your eyes just had this sort of um ethereal quality they were like floating in mm. between green and brown maybe like a little hazel type deal and your yeah. ears did look a little pointy you kind of do have pointy elf ears uh which is have you heard that before am i the first one to ever tell you that no you are you are definitely not the first to okay. uh, to tell me that yeah 
So this this uh, I mean, this football season, I'll get for Friday. You know, what is it? Saturday nights, we do our uh, dress up, break down the games yes. of, of the weekend. Yes, I'll get my yeah. uh, my my ears on. Um, let's see. We got uh, Andy Jace's Aaron Murray. What a Kirby Smart do to the AJC? Uh, I love how like a newspaper reports on stuff that is reportable and it becomes that newspaper just hates that team. No, look, just yeah, that's just that's what, hit pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, do you just, want to get into it? Do you want to defend Georgia going. here? We don't even have it on the rundown today. It's a bit of a greasy story. I didn't know if I want to bring it, it up. Very serious for this show, an alleged sexual assault having taken place during a recruiting trip and Georgia still recruited that player. Correct. Oh damn! I haven't. I didn't even see that. I thought uh, I was just more going on like there's been a major beef between oh, the AJC oh, no. and and Kirby for quite some time for some of these pieces about you know the drinking and driving. Obviously, they went to a big big story about that. Um, they're doing I, I hate their this. job. I, screwed, I mean, we have like, a good show. They are doing their job. Yeah, yeah. The AJC. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I. Yeah, they're just I, doing I, their job. I don't want to go off half cocked and without facts on a story that I saw from an Instagram comment and that somebody linked me on Twitter. So we're not going to do that. All I'll say is that is what is being alleged and or reported by the AGC. I haven't read the article later. I'll read it and I'll deem whether or not it's worthy to talk about. And he says, not talking about right or wrong, just amazing amount of articles on the home team. I mean, it makes all sense. AJC is a legitimate paper, right? Like, yeah. And not to say that something like the Advocate of Baton Rouge or Noel.com Times Picayune is not or don't have great history or like the Knoxville Sentinel or whatever you got up there in Knoxville, but the eight, like when you're in a more true college town, the media has to play the game a little more. You have to be a little more subservient to the team. The AJC does not. Like, let's be clear about no. that. They serve millions upon millions of readers. They can cover Georgia however the hell they want to cover Georgia. Will they piss a lot of readers off? Absolutely. But, yeah. like, they don't have to play the game as much as some of these other smaller papers. Um, all right. Let's dive right into the show. So we got a few things on the docket today. First off, we have more computer analytics top 25 rankings. Reveal some interesting things, again, about what the robots are feeling. We'll head out to the Pac-12, talk a little Coach Prime, uh, well, really Pac-12 recruiting, and maybe just looking at some of the facts behind some of the mythos surrounding Prime recruiting and what's actually going on right now. Uh, then uh, might be a little Stanford talk in today. And then imagine Ooh. this, the NCAA Ooh. is fighting NIL once again, uh, saying that schools have to obey the NCAA over state laws. We'll see. And I have a corn hub kernel of the day. Greg Hendrick, sorry I missed yesterday's live. Was it meetings late? It's okay, Greg. We forgive you. Um, we've been, you know, pretty all over the place as well. Uh, so let's dive right in, Aaron. The Athletic, which if you're a cultural fan, you should subscribe to theathletic.com. It's it's wonderful. Uh, one of their writers, Austin Mock, has created his own system like Connolly or you know any of these other analytics uh lovers he's created an equation where he takes play-by-play -play da data from every single game last year he factors in returning production recruiting rankings transfer he simulates thousands of seasons and then you know what is printed out is a top 25 and it is all kind of stuff like percentages of like you know chance with the conference average number of wins per simulated season I don't really care as much about that um what is clear is that a few things have emerged 
Um, one of which in this system, there are three different tiers, UGA head and shoulders above everybody at number one. Yep. Then you have your second tier, which are Alabama, Michigan, Ohio state, and then five through 12 gets pretty interchangeable. What jumped off the page to me though, Aaron, and where I get a bit concerned here is this is now the second or third time we've done one of these exercises, uh, with simulations. And the robots seem to love the Alabama Crimson Tide much more than us humans do. Of course, uh, Georgia won on this athletic mock, but Alabama right there at number two, ahead of Michigan, ahead of Ohio State. And yet, as humans, we're saying that LSU should beat them and win the West, and Alabama should lose two games, hell, maybe even three games. And I'm just getting concerned because as I talked about the other day, Nick Saban has doesn't have to worry about rat poison. He has actual bulletin board material. Uh, he has someone who hasn't just challenged his greatness, but has surpassed him in Kirby Smart. And mm-hmm. he now has a more local threat in Brian Kelly, who people are rushing to crown the new king of the West. Like, oh, I hate it. Everybody's counting Nick Saban dead. And the computers are yep. saying, not so fast. This <laughs> team is still actually better than yours. Yeah, Herbstreit, I saw something with Herbstreit yesterday where he kind of said the same thing, uh, very colorful on, on Pat McAfee's show of, of essentially, uh, yeah, we're all doubting Nick Saban. That's the, 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 the stupid, essentially the stupidest thing you could do. Like to think that we can count out Nick Saban in Alabama, they're not, they're, they're not going to come out there and, and be the Alabama that they've been for the past decade plus is, 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 is silly. It's naive. It's going to happen. They're, they that's are you, though. That's illegitimate. You, though. You've been the one saying it. Well, the, once again, I'm not saying. There's two things. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I'm not saying this isn't going to be a top five, top t- top ten team at the end of the day. I don't think they're good enough to win a national championship mm-hmm. for one particular reason. They don't have a quarterback that I believe in right now. And 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 and, and I don't know if these AI bots obviously didn't watch the spring game or, or, <laughs> or see the fact that they had to go to the transfer yeah. portal to bring in another quarterback. That is the position. I talked about it yesterday with Michigan. If you don't have a quarterback, I don't care that you got a bunch of four and five star guys on both teams. I don't care you have more blue chip guys on both sides of the football than anyone else in the country. If you don't got QB one, you will not win a championship. You will get far. You will be a really good team. You will compete to win your side of the SEC. Hell, yeah. you could get to Atlanta, but you will not host hoist a national championship trophy at the end of the day without a gunslinger back out there making plays from the quarterback position. They don't have that. And that's why I'm down on them. And that's why I think they're a 10 and 2 team, which is still a really good football team, but just not up to Alabama, Alabama standards. So, uh, first off, great job telling the robots to watch the film. I agree. Yeah. Watch the fucking film, watch the you stupid film. robotic nerds. Uh, secondly, so you're just like completely out in that QB room. Like, you don't think Ty Simpson's going to be that guy. Like, we don't think it's going to be Milrow. Um, if it is Buckner. Then I, I agree. It's not Milro. If it is Buckner, then I agree with you. He feels like a known quantity. Like that's a limited Alabama team. I still think there's a world out here where Simpson, but but I didn't watch the spring game, to be fair. But I feel yeah. like there's a, still a world out here where Ty Simpson could be that good guy. And if he is good, then that Alabama team could be great. But once again, like like yes, they have four and five star receivers, but once again, watch the film from last season. Yeah. They were just good. They weren't elite. So you even if, if say Ty Simpson is just a good quarterback, say he's a 
a a 25 and 5 25 touchdowns five interceptions efficient that's a that's a great season so it's a hell of a season especially in the sec for for a first year quarterback he doesn't have playmaking receivers on the outside that i could say today is once again same thing i talk about the quarterbacks anything like they've had over the past decade alabama has been dominant for for a few reasons one obviously is nick saban two they've been really good at receiver from from julio jones on down the line i mean they are flooded with nfl talent at the receiving position they've also been elite at the running back position some of the best running backs in the nfl went to alabama obviously they had elite defensive guys they got elite defense this year i'll give them that they got an elite defense they got a good offensive line they got a bunch of four and five star running backs that right now i don't know if, if those guys are ready to be a, a 1,500-yard running back, they got some good receivers. I wouldn't say any of those guys are first or second-round draft picks right now. And then they got a good quarterback. Like, they're not elite at the positions they've been elite in the past decade, which has helped them win championships. It's a different game, too. This isn't, this isn't you know, Alabama, LSU, you know, 2010, 2011, where you're going to win a game 10 to 7. This isn't like, yes, your defense may be one of the best defenses in the country, but you're going to have to score 30, 40, 50 points to win some of these football games to win a championship. Plain and simple. You're just going to have to. And they yeah. don't have those horses on the offense. Um, We'll see, man. We'll see. Or at least proven. Now, at least now proven. I'm all, now, not proven. proven. Exactly. That, that's not that's proven. a little bit of my issue. Not proven. I agree with you. Yes. I, I just... I feel like I was a little over cocky and maybe I'm just paranoid, but now my fear, I'm just like a little bit like, oh shit, I don't like it. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I'd, I'd rather everybody right. pumping them up. Uh, but whatever. I don't want to talk about Alabama anymore. George's one, Alabama two, but checking in at number three, the Michigan Wolverines, validating in some way some of our conversation from yesterday. We talked about aiming high. Mm -hmm. They're clearly aiming out to beat UGA. They want to win a national championship. That's the best way to do that. And to me, this feels like Michigan's year where they have to take the next step forward or they're going to take a step back for a couple of years, potentially because they have so much returning to production, fifth in the country, like we talked about yesterday. Uh, but even past Michigan, how about Penn State, man? The computer's yeah. loving Ooh. Penn State coming in at number five in the country ahead of schools like LSU, Tennessee, Texas, Florida State, USC, right behind their counterparts of Michigan and Ohio State. Um, for Penn State, Aaron, you can speak on this. It feels like it all comes down to Drew Allar, the new five-star quarterback. Yep. Oh, it's all it's all up to him. I mean, they 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 this is a team built to to at least split possibly one of those games between Michigan and Ohio State. And I kind of feel like, you know, Ohio State could be uh, that game. I mean, you look at last year's, the, both those games, Michigan ran for over 400 yards versus Penn State. You know, Michigan now has what you want and kind of have, have, have re-identified themselves as a football team. They're going to be more physical. They're going to dominate the line of scrimmage. That's, that's, that's who they're going to be against this year. They're going to be great in the line of scrimmages. They're going to be one of the best offense lines in the country. They got one of the best running backs in the country. They got an athletic quarterback. They should dominate. Michigan is my team, and I love the fact that they're number three in this ranking right now. I think they're the team that beat in that conference. I think they take care of business versus Ohio State. I think they take care of business versus Penn State. Penn Georgia. State can take advantage of – I'm just focused on the Big Ten here. Let's take a break. Oh, my, bad. my bad. Penn State needs to take advantage of Ohio State being possibly down this year when it comes to questions at quarterback. And, 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 and I know you are all about look at the track record. Let's not doubt – you know what 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 Ryan Day has been able to do at the quarterback position but the same thing when it comes to Alabama and Ty Simpson 
for me, I know how tough it is to play quarterback position. I know how tough it is to play your first season and True. to know that you're going to have to play a really good team in Penn State. You're going to have to play a really good team in Michigan. And I think that that guy's going to be an All-American type guy in year one to have that success. I'm not buying it right now. Until I physically see that guy go out there and just dominate football games, I think Michigan obviously is that team to beat. And Drew Alar still has to go prove himself as well. Okay, like that's what I was going to ask. What he looked like last year and during times. Yeah. I'm a okay. little bit more confident seeing him play a little bit last year, knowing that, okay, I can see that talent. I haven't necessarily seen it from those Ohio State guys besides the spring game. Uh, and look, you know, because I can't help myself. Yeah, look, like Pitt State's defense should be great. Rush attack, great. We'll see. They, they, yep. they haven't beaten Ohio State in six years. I mean, uh, Michigan in two. Um, James Franklin needs to. Like, he's not going to get fired or anything. But if it's like a presidential approval rating, he needs to win one of those big ones. I kind mm. This is too unfair of an expectation to put on Penn State, but it feels like their fans are going to want eleven and one with a playoff berth, or at least or like an eleven and one regular season because they went ten and two last year and they were kind of pissed. Yeah, you know they they were happy, but not like fully yeah. happy. Um, and also to close this out, the computer conversation. You know, I have to get my shots in. Texas comes in number eight on this list. If you look at everyone else, I mean, look at every. How many games did Hook Georgia em, win baby. last year, Aaron? How many games did Georgia win last Hook year? Fifteen. Em. Alabama won one, like yeah. thirteen. Michigan twelve. Like, go down the list. Everybody won double digit games except for the Texas Longhorns. So once well, they get again, at, they get a And M at fifteen. Who won five games? Well, like, well, <laughs> you know how I feel about them as well. Okay, uh, but my point is, if Steve Sarkeesian doesn't win 10 games, rip the Band-Aid off, he has to be fired. He has to. Yeah. I know you don't agree, and and I'll give him 10 with a bowl game if you want, but it's an absolute joke if he does not because everybody, not, all the data says they should. You are not uh, going to fire him if they win nine games with a bowl game, so eight regular with, with nine a bowl game. You are not going to fire him. As you get ready to head into the SEC, you're yeah, not. Yeah, no, you're a coward. You one and the, the everyone, you're gonna. You're no, good. You're just gonna keep. I, you know. You know what spot shit. I do like on this one. You know what spot I do like. I like Clemson at thirteen. Mm. Clemson's in going to be a team. Clemson. It, it, I think that's a good spot for them. I think Clemson's oh. a, a ten through fifteen team this season only because and only because they're in the ACC. You put Clemson in the SEC. You put Clemson in the Big Ten. Hell, you put Clemson in the in the Pac twelve. They're an eight and four football team. Eight and four football team. Mm. The only mm. reason Clemson is even in the top fifteen or will end the season in the top fifteen is because they're in the worst conference in America. Clemson is not an elite football team this season. Clemson's a good football team that will be in a position to win their conference because their conference is shit, and that's it. We'll JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 
D1 College School, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, man, I still hold, if I'm a Clemson fan, I'm really latching on to the Riley hire to an unrealistic degree and just hoping that can unlock something. Shadowbearded says, nah, as a Texas fan, I don't see Sark getting fired before the SEC move. Shadowbearded, as a Texas fan, I want you to answer, what are your expectations? Because I'm sorry, Texas fans, I hope you're all listening to me. I'm sorry that I want better for you than you want for you, okay? You're, you're in an abusive relationship right now you committed to the wrong man and it's hard okay your podcast you i understand it is hard to accept these truths but that's why sometimes you need an outside voice to come in and kind of show you that okay so throughout this offseason i've been showing you that and i will continue to do so and at the end um when i am proven correct maybe then we can have the conversation about you moving out or you know what better yet let's move him out okay texas fans i got you I got you, boo. Don't worry about that. 
Um, Shadow Beard says, I expect 10 and 2 rooting for 12 and 0. Wouldn't it be surprising 9 and 3? Look, if he goes 9 and 3, I'll give it to him. If he goes 9 and 3 and then wins a bowl game, get 10 wins, which he's never done before as a head coach, I'll give it to mm-hmm. him. Um, all right. Uh, nothing else on this list. Auburn at 20. Okay. Kind of interesting. You know, they do have a lot of talent. Missouri 22. Hmm. That's a little intriguing. Um, poor Polly Walnuts. Notre Dame down at 17. Looks like the mm. Brian, you know, you lose Brian mm. Kelly and it just all goes to shit, dude. What are you going to do, dude? Uh, all right. On to the Pac-12. Um, there's an article in the Atlantic today that's talking about uh, Pac-12 recruiting, and it kind of points something out about Coach Prime, which is uh, obviously right now there's a ton of hype around Colorado. We just spoke on AMP how when you talk about Colorado and Coach Prime right now, like you do numbers, like shows do. Like it's, it's like a – you know, LeBron goat conversation or, or something along those lines. It just gets the people going. And so it's very easy to get hyped about Colorado, but what does the actual 2023 class look like, right? The first full class for Dion. And further review maybe says there's a little bit to be desired. Uh, USC and Oregon clearly remain the 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 top tier of the class like just separated from everybody else which again makes what Whittingham and Utah does so impressive every single year um but when you look at Colorado Aaron I mean 48th in the country fifth in the Pac-12 they do have one top 100 recruit they got three four stars but like it's a little it just it, it like when you actually look at it those rankings feel slower than how we've talked about him as of late yeah, well, you know who else is, is is off to a slow start, and I can't even find this on them on this damn list is uh, Alabama. So, like, let let's 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 simmer down on oh, the no, no, like, no, no, oh no, my no, god, no. you're off to a slow on, start on, like, on the twenty twenty three. You're talking about what are you talking about? Uh, on, wait, wait, I'm talking about class, the, or, oh, you're talking oh, about twenty twenty four. No, no, sorry, sorry, twenty twenty four. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yes, twenty twenty four. You know, Alabama right now has eight commits. Obviously, you know, three of them are five stars, so it's a little bit different than Colorado. But I mean, I think we're we're a little bit too early in this cycle to start, you know, freaking out that you know someone is is you know falling behind when it comes to recruiting. I do agree though with the the, the sentiment. Like there there has to be at some point for these recruits of okay, I, I'm 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 starting to sip the Kool Aid a little bit. I love Coach Prime. I love what he's selling. I love the mentality. I love the campus. Um, everything about Colorado. But I just want to see wins now. It's still yeah. at the end of the day, it's a team that went one and eleven, and and just from my experience as being a, a a a guy with stars coming out of high school, I mean when I when I came into Georgia, Georgia was the number one team in the country, and that was that was I, I took that as pride, man. I told everyone like, man, I just committed to the number one team in the country. Like, yeah. if you're a four and five star guy, you really don't want to, you don't want to really tell your friends why. Well, I just committed to Colorado. They're the worst fucking team in America. Like that. Like, no, you're the best. You're no, one of the I best mean, players true. at your position in America. You want to commit yeah. to the big boys. So yeah, you want to see can Prime turn this team in a year to a a a five hundred team? And then all of a sudden, okay, well maybe now he's he's six and six. If I come with some other top guys, then maybe we put them to a a, a eight win team, a nine win team. I also think there's a lot of question marks too, T Bob, about where Colorado is going to be in a year. When it yeah, comes to and like I mean, look, and there's like, well, like, will Dion have a foot? Like, I mean, these are the questions. No, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Look, uh, 
to the latest reporting is that prime's foot is not at risk overall of being amputated and he is having the surgery to straighten his toes um no okay but here okay so you're exactly right aaron it seems like recruits are saying we just want to see it proven on the field but here's the problem five and seven would be a really good season for colorado actually like it, it's it's tough to find so but but will an 18 year old appreciate that nuance you know what i'm saying like will mm -hmm. an 18 year old be impressed with five and seven the same way that us you know we think we're so intellectual we just know everything about oh five and seven that's very good colorado like an 18 year old be like that's shit, dude yeah i don't want to go there so yeah. well you know no. we'll, we'll see how it plays out over time peg leg prime says brum <laughs> Chad, I still think you know, Prime needs to continue when you're at a place like Colorado, Captain that Prime. Is, that has not had success. You have to you have to have success in the portal. Like that's that to me, yep. that's his bread and butter for the next True. two seasons. It's 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 he dominated the portal this offseason, completely rebuilt his team. Do that again, and then and then get a couple, you know, get a handful of big time high school kids where you're continuing to build the right way. But right now, it's it's it's, you know, this is it's the cheat code. The the, the transfer portal is a cheat code for like Prime because he can recruit and he can sell, and Co he can get into the portal and turn this program around in two three years. Colorado's like a mountainous Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss has fully yep. accepted we're not going to build through the high school. Like, we'll get some high school, but ultimately yep. the port will be the base instead of the other way around. Colorado's probably stay that same way. I do, before we move on from Pac-12 recruiting, though, buried within this is a little bit about Stanford. Stanford entered June, Aaron, with just four commits. They now have 25 commits. That places them in the top 15. Now, now this is... Uh, this is... um. Three stars, baby. Three stars. Okay, well, you okay? Chill the fuck out. First off, that's very disrespectful. Okay, because our entire no, corn up kernel of the day today is no. centered around a three star. Okay, so it shows the fuck respect. And of course, it is. Stanford's coming from shit, right? My point is, they're not going to finish in the top fifteen because of what you just said, right? Like a lot of that ranking yeah. is because they just have so many guys. But that's pretty good momentum for a new head coach, Troy Taylor. And you're like, who the fuck is Troy Taylor? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> but, but, but tell me if you don't. Okay. Okay. Mr. Mr. Scoff elf boy. Tell me, tell me I if you don't get a little intrigued here. Okay. He's a former Cal quarterback from 86 to 89. He left Cal as the school's all time leading passer. Okay. Played in the NFL for a little bit. Uh, he, he's coaching, coaching, coaching all around the country. He's Utah's offensive coordinator for 17 and 18. Then he gets the job as the head man at Sacramento State, he takes over a two and eight team. They go nine and four the next year. He wins the Eddie Robinson Award, which is FCS National Coach of the Year. Over the next three seasons, he goes on to be Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year three years in a row. 2022 AFCA Regional Coach of the Year. All I'm saying is Troy Taylor feels like one of those guys, not a sexy name, but a sneaky, nope. intriguing resume uh, when it comes to Stanford. And apparently, he he runs an elite offense. Like he runs a a, a modern, pretty dangerous offense, and they got the big four star. What's his name? Elijah something. Anyway, whatever. I don't want to spend too long on Stanford, but I'm just laying the groundwork for me being like, I was fucking right. If Stanford and Troy Taylor ends up being good, because I'm a little intrigued no by chance. what I just read. What? Where does where where does where where do they end up if 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 more realignment happens? What happens to them? Um. 
Oof. Are they are they enticing to the big? I'm not 10? smart enough to know, dude. I don't. No. I don't. I, I don't think. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, do you think the big academically ten would look at they them fit and in? Want? Yeah, they do academically. Uh, is Stanford NorCal? Obviously, I, I think Oregon. Know. Oregon, Washington would be the first two. Like, if 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 the Big Ten said we need twenty, we need twenty teams, so we need four more. Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. Mm. Would you after those mm. two next? If you needed twenty, nice even twenty. Sure, you know, I, I, I can't. I don't know. I mean, sure, it, Stanford does. See, the problem is, I don't know. Like, are they making these decisions based on TV markets and just purely trying to exploit that and get into more regions, or does something like the prestige of Stanford come into play? Because, like, surely that's also what Taylor's selling on the recruiting trails. Like, come here, play a great offense. I fucking know offense. I played quarterback and get a Stanford degree. Uh, bro, you're hating on Troy Taylor. You just wait, dog. I, I, listen, Look, all I'm it, saying it's is, a great you like don't my, win. My, my mom like almost forced me to sign a a, a, a a letter of intent to go to Stanford. Like, yes. just was was big on it. But but my other point here is like I when I see awards like this, I don't just throw them out the window because somebody said Big Sky Conference isn't real. Okay, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, we can all only be the best at whatever silo we're in. He was the best yeah. in the Big Sky all three years in which he was there. We give Prime all the credit in the world for being so good in the HBCU level, right? Like, so just show a little spec to TT. That's all I'm saying, baby. Spe 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 speaking of that, I do want to ask you this because this is since we're on that topic of, of of lesser conferences and not lesser conferences. I'm pulling up the tweet right now, but this was a little tweet from from RJ Young, Coach Prime went 27 and six in his first two and a half years as head coach. Two double-digit win seasons, two conference titles, two national title game appearances. Dabo went 20-15 and 15 in his first two and a half years. Zero yeah. ACC titles, zero double-digit wins, no national championship appearances. <laughs> that's got to be a stupid joke, right? You, so like that, that's, that's along this conversation, though, of it's two very different conferences, two very different schedules, and, and, and completely different when it comes to the town on the football field. How, how do you compare – SWAC to Pac-12 and then HBCU to an ACC team, like you, you uh, can't do it. Yeah, look, yes. The the what I am saying is not what that guy is saying, right? I'm not saying that Dion's going to be better than Dabo Swinney on the Power Five level because he won more on the HBCU level than Dabo saying. All I'm saying is, you can only win the race that you're entered in. Okay, uh, Dion did it the okay. HBCU. Troy Taylor did it in the big sky. And so that's how you get your big champs. That's how, and, and now in Taylor, you have a NorCal kid back there. So he like knows the culture and everything. I'm, okay. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want again. TT baby right here. Okay. Me TT Bob. Call me that. Um, ah, oh God, NCAA and NIL here. Here we go again. I, are we bored with this yet? I guess no. we should have talked about this before the show because I know we're still into it. Is the audience where like you were talking about looking at all the analytics from YouTube? We need to figure out from the numbers: do people actually give I'll a give fuck the about the NCAA fighting the NIL? ESPN told us last year we had our we had our big um, function conference oh, whatever come yeah. together for before the season starts, and they did list off like what do people care most about when it comes to college sports. And NIL was dead ass last. So, see, exactly. I mean, that, that was, was last so year. It's so. like, are we 
Bro, but is that more of like nil? Like I don't give a damn that that so and so got a deal with you know the the the, the local restaurant, or I do think no. this is a bigger issue that do people do care about when it comes to state laws versus the NCAA, and if the NCAA comes down on these these schools, does a state does a state step in and say uh uh-uh, uh that sorry, but our laws dictate that they're allowed to do this. I think to me that is interesting compared to once again. You know, your quarterback getting a local deal with you know your 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 Ford dealer. No, like of course I don't give a fuck about who's ever yeah. advertising with the kid, right? Yes. I also don't really yeah. give a fuck at all about how much anybody's making anymore. Like and nobody does. No. All people want to do no is make sure that the players go to their school, right? And I feel you. This may be more interesting than those things, but I just almost feel like I can feel the digital eyes glazing over as I read. The association has been clear and maintained that schools must adhere to NCAA legislation when it conflicts with permissive state laws. I so here's the deal: NCAA is saying, regardless of what your state law says, you have to um, you have to follow our rules because you have already opted in to agree to play by these same rules as everybody else. Now, this is a bit interesting when you think about something like drug testing, right? Aaron, yep. uh, smoking weed's legal in Colorado, and yet yeah. you'll still get in trouble if you're a player on the buffs and you get caught smoking weed by the NCAA. Like you can usually lose a year of eligibility. So we already do have some precedent for laws being at odds with NCAA rules and then today the rules being followed, I guess it just changes when it comes to compensation. And yeah. that's all this is, is, is showing me is that it's, it's, it's coming to a head. This idea of uh, eventually in court, it's going to have to be settled as to whether or not the NCAA can control athlete compensation in any form. And the state laws are probably pointing towards no, because in some of these state laws, it's literally specifically written out that at times when the two are at odds with one another, the state law says you have to ignore the NCAA and follow state laws. The NCAA say the exact same thing. It's just, it's a Mm. shit show that probably ends with the NCAA losing in court, if I had to guess. You think it'd get that far? I guess Um, it has to. I mean, it has to. How I just, I'm, inter- I'm interested in how this plays out because there, there are states, two, the two big states that are kind of uh, leading the charge when it comes to NIL is Oklahoma and Texas. They're, they're essentially making it, 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 it legal for a donor to get benefits through the university by giving towards NIL. So if I'm X donor, I give $100,000 to this fund that supports Texas players I could get X amount of points that can give me access to better tickets, to games, to, you know, to, to access to away games, to Makes sense. merchandise, whatever it is. Like you just, you get more. And the NCAA is essentially saying, no, you can't do that. Yes, you can give money, but there is no benefit that can come directly from the school because of that. So if Texas says, you know what, screw you, our law say we can. And if this donor wants to give me a million bucks and we're going to give him a shitload of points and he's going to be able to go to whatever football game he wants to and get front row seats and shit, we'll put him on the damn field and maybe let him call a play for winning. Like what happens at that point? Does the NCAA void games? Do they not allow you to participate in postseason activity? Um, It's just to me, the NCAA is going to have to do something. They're going to have to act. They're going to have to act. They've been all talk. They're going to have to act. 
Yeah, and they're going to have to act because literally this is a quote from A&M AD Ross Bjork, quote, the state law is going to govern how we do business. We will continue to communicate with the NCAA on a variety of matters, but in terms of this, the state law will reign. I'm not a fucking lawyer. That's a middle finger, though. And so I don't know if they do lose this case. Is this actually the first crack that starts to, you know, cause the entire thing to come tumbling down? I don't, okay, boys, here we go. I mean, are, are we, until something like it can even Obi in the chat. Nah, I'm telling you, we don't care about NIL. Brum, do you want to weigh in on this? Should we make an official snaps ruling on NIL unless it's like a story ass story? I'm not I mean, we can do yet. it off air as well. Okay, you're not there yet. I'm you're not, not there, there yet. Okay. I'm not there on making a call just yet, but I it's in the it's in the back of the mind for sure. I just as even and you know it's funny, even before the show today, I'm like reading it, I'm writing this stuff out, I'm like all excited. And then it was like when I went to it's like the same realization that I need Texas fans to have, right? That he's not for you. When I went to act like the next time Sark goes to sleep with you and when he enters you and you're once again like this is just not enjoyable for me, I eventually have to say something like that's how it felt for me with NIL right now, just yeah. a little bit. The same old just just kind of like wrote yeah. like i just i just need a break okay i need so i need to spice it up a little bit with a corn hub kernel of the day because nothing gets people more excited than the number one recruit in the state of montana committing to the oh. nebraska corn hustlers how about wow. it baby wow. legacy commit Wide receiver Quinn Clark of Bozeman, Montana, becomes Matt Rule's 20th commitment, 6'5", 190. His dad rushed for over 3,000 yards in the late 80s for the Huskers. Flash the cornhub symbol, boys, because it's time. The number one recruit in Montana's in the bag. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Was this why you're getting mad at me? Because I was like, they have a bunch of three-star guys committed. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so he is a three-star. But he's also the number one recruit in Montana, okay? Uh, so, again, we can only do our best in our own silo. And nobody mm -hmm. has been better at Montana high school football than my guy, Quinn Clark. Beautiful state, Montana, as well. Last they time got I was there, Montana kid, Keelan Smith, tight end. Bro. 6'3", 205. They play good football, Montana. Great football. Great football. Go Grizz. I um I don't think Montana has speeding laws, which is always fucking tight. Uh, or which seems kind of crazy. I think you can just like I think you just drive as fast as you want. How about that? <laughs> you don't believe me, do Georgia, you? Don't 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 get Georgia players too excited about <laughs> transfer to uh to Montana. <laughs> Uh, that's, what, that's what Montana needs to start recruiting to and try to poach yeah, the bottom yeah. of Georgia's roster. And be like, boys, we don't have speed yeah. loss up here. I mean, <laughs> if you want to come drive fast, come on, boys. Just don't oh, hit a man. fucking, you know, deer. <laughs> Thomas Dare says, damn, you can do as much meth as you want. No, not amphetamine, not that kind of speed. Um, speeding on, speeding on the roads. <laughs> Side note, how is corn kernel? And the word military colonel pronounced the same. Absolutely fuck. Cannot. It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Um, all right, Aaron. I think that's going to do it for. Oh, well, hold on. Cody Brunet says, I don't care what kind of deal anybody gets. I care more about laws or rules that can happen to change the way it is right now. Okay. So look, yes. may, maybe there's still some yeah, meat left in that bone. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I look, maybe I'm just being insecure. Okay. That, that could be it as well. Like, obviously, but I don't know. Just kind of feels like a bit of a circular conversation. But then again, you know, what did True Detective Season 1 teach us? What is life but a flat circle? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? 
I'm fucking racing as fast as I can around this thing, and we're going to keep it going with another brand new episode of Snaps tomorrow. We take talk what? More college football. So a huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas, Paul Farrington. Huge thank you to you, Aaron Murray, uh, to the volume for having us here. The biggest of all, thank you to everybody who listens and shares the show with their friends. Please try to grow the channel. Just hit 1,000 the road to 2,000. We're going to keep hammering it until we get those subs. And then I'm going to keep hammering it more. So YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Everybody's doing such a great job with all the shorts. The video's broken out. If you don't want to listen to the whole show, um, and again, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please, please, please rate it and review it. That really helps go. Boys, we are less than 70 days till football season. Okay. You know what? You know what? It's almost time to start doing, Aaron. Huh. Watching the film. Kind of, kind of, yeah, to kind of re re enter our toes Get into the, the film water. going around SEC yeah. media days. Okay. That's okay. what I'm thinking. I'm ready. Uh, and- I'm ready. If you're going to be in Nashville, the boys will be in Nashville. So uh, who knows? Maybe we get a little snaps meetup or something going on. Um, all right, Aaron, take it easy, man. You have a great day. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.